The content of this podcast should not be considered financial or investment advice. All interviews and discussions are opinions only, and the podcast has been created without taking into consideration the listener's financial objectives, financial situation, or needs. Listeners should obtain independent advice before making any financial decisions. Hi, this is Barry Fitzgerald, Garan Perro columnist for Stockhead. Welcome to another edition of the Explorers podcast. We're catching up with an exciting one today, European Lithium. The code is EUR. It's uh, up 17% as I talk to about 10.5 cents, giving it a market cap of 140 million. And it's very much in the re-rating groove on the back of a, a deal announced overnight that sees uh, European Lithium and a... Uh, NASDAQ-listed special purpose acquisition company called Sizzle, combining to uh, give some real momentum to European Lithium's uh, Wolfsburg project in Austria. So lots to talk about. We have Tony Sage, Executive Chairman, with us today to uh, bring us up to speed on it all. G'day, Tony. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks very much, Barry. Excited to talk about this deal. Great. Now, it is an exciting deal. Uh, So let's give investors a feel for it. Outline, if you could, outline the nature of the deal particularly the implied uh, enterprise value of US $828 million and the uh, US $75 million share consideration that you're getting for Wolfsburg. Yeah, look, t- this is months in the, in the making. Uh, we made a, a decision at the board level that uh, we're completely undervalued in Australia. There are so many other lithium players here, bigger resources uh, than the one we've got in Austria. So we made the decision to move to NASDAQ. Uh, then it was just picking a, a, a partner a SPAC, as you call it, Special Purpose Acquisition Vehicle. We found one in Sizzle. Uh, they have a fantastic board member who was a mining analyst for 15 years. Uh, mm-hmm. She came on site, uh, loved the project, and then it was just a dire due diligence process to them working out how much it's worth. So we started off with the, um, uh, the pre-feasibility study, which uh, gave a valuation uh, of, of around a billion dollars Australian. Uh, and then um, uh, they had to then get it around their heads why we're only trading at one, uh, 140 in Australia. And they did. And uh, they believe uh, in the project. They believe in the valuation. The US market last night uh, believed in the valuation. Uh, usually when a SPAC announces a deal, the price falls by at least half because they're issuing so much stock, mm-hmm. diluting. The, the sizzle share price uh, held up. The European uh, lithium share price was still trading on the uh, pink slips, uh, and that went up about uh, 80 to 90%. So, uh, yeah, very exciting deal. Looking forward to capturing the uh, uh, available cash that's probably 50 to 100 times bigger than the market here in Australia for our project finance going forward. Okay, and the key to it all is the creation of Critical Metals Corp., which will be uh, NASDAQ listed. What will ownership of that be going forward? Yeah, well, look, it just, uh, there's, uh, SPACs are a peculiar beast. It just depends how many uh, redemptions come out. But we look like it's going to be around 80%. They uh, only have one experienced board member in mining. So myself and three of our board members, uh, two of my other board members from European Lithium will go on that board. And we've picked a very, very experienced uh, international financier out of London to be the fifth board member. So it's going to be uh, a very, very strong, strong board. And uh, that's what we're looking forward to, uh, really accessing the capital markets over there. 
All right. And just to be sure, when you said 80%, that was 80% to European lithium. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Right, okay. At some point down the track, we will uh, in specie those shares back to our shareholders. Mm-hmm. There is a lock period, so we'll make up our minds in about six months on that. Right. Okay. Now, let's just backtrack for a second. The Wolfsburg resource, uh, almost 13 million tonnes at 1% lithia. Now, if, as you mentioned, if, uh, if that was in WA, the company's market cap would be measured probably in billions of dollars. So explain why there has not been traction in this market to date and the variance between you know, the company's market cap here of $140 million and that uh, EV enterprise value I was talking about of US $828 million for this, uh, this new combination. Yeah, look, I've been in the business, as you know, Barry, for about 40 years. Is that all? First of all, as a fund manager, and then uh, on the other side of the fence where I am now, I've never come across a project so far advanced. So when I started uh, to float this in 2016, you know, knocking on the doors of fund managers and, you know, you show them the pictures of the mine and it's underneath a ski field. Uh, it's in Austria. Tony, you'll never get a mine going in Europe. And that's been the... Uh, underlying i suppose reason why most people in australia don't don't look at the stock because it is underneath a a beautiful ski field in austria uh, and really no new mining permits have been uh given in in basically the whole of europe and you know you've seen the thing what's happened in serbia with rio tinto you've seen what's happened in spain with the license their lithium license being taken away Uh, that was a brian's project Um, so Explaining that to the Australian public has been difficult, uh, and that's why we uh, are making the decision we're making today. But I can reassure everyone, the mining permits have been issued. We have no environmental issues. We have mined over 2,500 tonnes of material. We built a pilot plant. We put the material through the pilot plant. It comes out with a 99.6% carbonate. It comes out with a 6.1% concentrate grade. So all of those tests are done on a massive amount of ore going through. Most of the other juniors out there only really take a chip off a, off a rock chip and put it through a test tube in a lab uh, to mm. get their results. We've actually built a pilot plant. So we're very, very much advanced. But trying to get that cut through uh, into the Australian market, when there's so many other players, I don't blame a fund manager. I mean, you'd rather put money into Pilbara Minerals uh, because it's here and it's exporting rather than looking at a, uh, a mining operation in Europe where they believe uh, nothing will happen. So that's why uh, that's happened, and that's why we've gone to the NASDAQ, and the NASDAQ have welcomed us with open arms. The, the, the brokers, we've got inundated with uh, offers of finance uh, since the announcement was made. Well, the US uh, is no different. I was just going to mention there that the European Union has got deadly serious of late about the need for Europe uh, to secure supplies for the, its auto industry, which is a huge employer of people, obviously, with the likes of VW, BMW and others. What is your expectation and how that could benefit uh, Wolfsburg and the new, newly created uh, Critical Metals Corp going forward? Huge uh, for us. BMW, uh, we put out an announcement probably two months ago that they've signed an MOU to take all of the supply of hydroxide from the Zone 1 of our um, uh, deposit uh, at Wolfsburg. So that's huge. Number one, they don't give a, um, 
a prepayment. They've never done it. They've never really partnered with a, a directly with a miner. They usually go through traders. So that's how important supply is uh, to these companies, VW as well, Mercedes, et cetera, et cetera. They all need supply. They're sort of shying away from the, the some regions in Africa because their ESG requirements in Europe, uh, governance requirements are hugely mm. strict. So, you know, having a supply 500 kilometers away from a mine in Austria is a lot better for them governance wise than maybe taking a risk from a mine, for example, in Congo. Yeah. Um, so that's a huge important to us. Because you did, there's a lot of gigafactories, as they're called, being built in that, uh, in that part of the world. Yeah, look, and government support is huge in that. Uh, the Austrian government want a gigafactory built in Austria. Uh, they want to close the loop. So they've got the mine, they've got the conversion plant to get a concentrate. They want the hydro hydroxide plant. Then they want to close the loop with a recycling of old batteries. So uh, Graz is 100 kilometres away. It's the engine room of, uh, of Austria uh, industrially. Uh, Samsung has its biggest battery factory there. Um, so, yeah, look, it's a fantastic region for it. All levels of government are pushing us as fast as they can for us to get this uh, up and operating. Okay. Might be a good time just to uh, uh, remind uh, investors that Wolfsburg is about 270 clicks from uh, southwest of, of Vienna. I understand a, a DFS is due in the first quarter of 2023. Can you give us some, some sort of scoping around that? Yeah, look, it's been a long time coming. Um, we After 218, our PFS uh, was completed. There's one gap. Uh, how important uh, the mine is to us is fantastic, but the Austrian government, when they built this, didn't do enough drilling, and unfortunately COVID hit. So it took us uh, about two and a half years to, to finally get on-site, drill, get the results, and therefore the DFS can uh, restart. Um, so, yeah, that will be finished hopefully in the – well, definitely will be finished in the first quarter uh, of next year. Right after that will be our financing round. And by then, we will be listed as critical metals on the NASDAQ. And that, as I said a couple of times today, that will open up a huge amount of opportunity for us for, to finance. So, first of all, finish the DFS. We're almost there now. Financing. And we hope to start construction uh, by about September next year. And all goes well. First production would be possible roughly when? Yeah, look, 18-month uh, build, probably six months of testing. So if we start in uh, September 23, by September 25, we should be all up and running. Right. And does the DFS um, obviously looks at uh, initially uh, concentrate production, but I was wondering how far downstream you're going. You've uh, mentioned lifting carbonate, hydroxide. Is that part of the plan as well? Yeah, that will be part of the plan down the track. We want to, first of all, get the mine built, uh, and the concentrator going so we can produce a 6.1% concentrate straight away within that two years. The uh, hydroxide plant will take a little bit more permitting. That's the one that we haven't permitted yet. But we, look, we're not a chemical company, Barry, so we will partner with, uh, I'll just mention some names. Uh, we've talked to them, but there's nothing in writing or anything mm -hmm. to suggest we've got a deal, but a BASF, a Helm, a DuPont, who are very, very experienced, a cattle group out of China, that have experienced in building the uh, hydroxide plant. So we'd look at that, uh, but our sole focus now is getting into production uh, with concentrate going at about $8,000 a tonne. As soon as we're in there, the sooner we can earn income. I mentioned uh, the resource uh, estimate earlier, uh, near on 13 million tonnes at 1% lithia. Are you working at uh, 
expanding that resource base? Absolutely. Let's zone one. Uh, zone two, that we believe the ore body folds over itself. So we put two test holes in when we were doing the DFS drilling to increase the, the size of the resource in the first phase. So we went on to zone two, put two holes in, and we immediately hit the seam. Uh, so it's exactly where we thought it would be. Uh, we've got um, our permits in now, and we hope to start drilling uh, in the first quarter, last quarter this year or first quarter next year. And we hope that doubles the size. At the moment, we've got a roughly a 20-year mine life. And if we can extend that to thir between 30 and 40, all the better for the MPV of the project. Yeah, absolutely. Now, key to this uh, merger deal with uh, Sizzle is what sort of cash they can bring to the table. So how does that all work out in this merger? Yeah, look, fantastic. I mean, uh, we, we need probably $420 million. That's with $50 million contingency to, to, to build the, out the mine and uh, the concentrate plant. And at the moment, Sizzle has about 160 million US in the bank. Mm. So that's a very, very good start. Most people know with SPACs that uh, those funds can be withdrawn, but given the share price uh, last night uh, didn't fall, I think a lot of the shareholders we've spoken to uh, will stay in, but we don't know that. We'll know that in about 60 days when they have their shareholder meeting to approve. If not, we've got uh, $15 million as part of the deal with BMW coming in. We've got another two uh, deals that are pending. So look, we won't have any problems, I don't think, raising the money to do this uh, construction period. And we've got plenty of time to do it, Barry. So we don't get the DFS till, say, March, mm. uh, the end of the first quarter. Uh, we've got six months before that, uh, before we actually need the big chunk of money. Uh, and NASDAQ is obviously a much deeper financing market for uh, yeah, funding to be brought forward. So uh, give, in, if you can, please, uh, give investors uh, an idea of the timetable for it all to happen in terms of uh, you know, shareholder approval, sizzle approval. So our notice of meeting will go out. We should have our meeting uh, at the end of November. Uh, the sizzle board meeting uh, and annual general meeting will take place in December. Uh, there is a, uh, a maximum 90-day SEC approval process. Mm -hmm. uh, we've gone through uh, a lot of the data that's required for that. We will lodge that the first week of November with the uh, SEC, and that 90-day clicks from there. So. Uh, we hope to be listed as critical metals uh, on the somewhere past the 15th to the 31st of January. Concurrently with that, because we've got plenty of money in the bank in EUR in Australia, we will finish the DFS. So the whole of the process of promoting, uh, sorry, uh, uh, finalising the, the mine and the DFS will go ahead while we're waiting for the approvals from the SEC and the both sets of shareholders. Yeah. And just to be sure, the ASX listing of EUR continues? Yes, it will continue. We will be the largest shareholder of the SPAC, Sizzle, which is Critical Metals uh, in going forward. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, we still have the uh, Ukrainian asset uh, that we will be working on as soon as we're able to get into country. Mm -hmm. uh, that's 10 times bigger than the Wolfsburg project, so we will be 100% concentrating on that. We've also inherited a lot of uh, assets in the northwest of Western Australia, and uh, we'll start exploring that to see if there's uh, any uh, pegmatites uh, or lithium on that, that ground. We inherited that, so we haven't really worked those assets for a while. But uh, now that we've got plenty of cash in the bank um, and uh, our staff then can now focus on some of those areas because I think there was an exciting announcement from Azua 
uh, recently finding pegmatites on their uh, area, which is adjacent to ours in the northwest. Right. Okay. Now, um, management board management of critical metals will be rest with you guys, or yes, it will. Uh, the CEO currently, Dietrich Bunker, he's a very experienced thirty year uh, in mining. He's German as well, so uh, it goes very well with the local community there he doesn't have to have an interpreter with him uh, <laughs> we've got myself malcolm day and michaeli going across to be board members all very experienced in in mining and fundraising uh, and we've got an independent uh, out of uh, london michael hansen who's been in the mining uh, game for about 30 years so he brings a lot of uh, experience with the london market which we will need going forward so, yeah, very, very experienced uh, management team that's taken the project to where, where it is now and knows all about where to, where it's going. Now, Tony, recently in the opening months of the year, we had Goldman Sachs followed up by JP Morgan and some others coming quite bearish on the outlook for uh, lithium. But here we are today. Prices are at record levels and we've just seen Pilbara Minerals generate $800 million in cash in uh, the September quarter. So I'm just wondering what's your take on where the market is headed? Look, uh, I'm quite uh, bullish going forward. There's many reasons for that. China's got a lot of the supply locked away uh, and they produce probably 80% of the world's hydroxide carbonate. Now, at some point along the way, they will need more than they export like they did with rare earths. And in, I think 2001, June they, uh, 21, they stopped the export of rare earths. I can see some point in the future where China does need more lithium uh, batteries for themselves. Uh, so that's a dangerous uh, precedent. You've also got that new president in Chile. Uh, four mines already uh, stopped uh, their activities because the power now is with the people. If they don't want a Brian's project near their, mm. their town, it won't happen. He's also talking about nationalising. So that, that will create some supply issues. And I noticed Benchmark put out a report refuting the Goldman Sachs report. And I, 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 I'm with them even with China in lockdown, you know, through through COVID over the last six to eight months, uh, they've had their second or third or fourth wave. The prices of hydroxide, the prices of uh, uh, concentrate have just gone up and up. Um, I've seen so many reports now that uh, demand uh, will exceed supply until at least 2038. Mm. Um, and I just don't think there's going to be enough. Given the what we know from BMW, when we first started talking to them, uh, four years ago, they needed 12,000 tonnes per annum. They're telling us from 2027, they need uh, 28,000 tonnes per annum of hydroxide. And that's why they've signed a deal with us to shore up just 11 of that 28. Um, so, yeah, look, I, I see it going forward. I see the price very, very strong for, for many, many years to come. And that's why we're desperate to, to get this thing up and operating and shelving the plans for the um, hydroxide plant till later on. All right. Um... Now, we've uh, rushed through it a bit because it's, uh, there's lots of components to it all. But if I can, Tony, just uh, get you to uh, give investors a 60-second snapshot on what you've done and where you think you're headed now. Well, what we've done is we've created now an opportunity for the US market to, to get into a critical mineral for the EU. They've nominated it as a critical mineral. The US, most of the US equity markets don't really... Uh, come directly to the Australian market. Uh, so that's why we've gone there. We're going to be unique. There's only going to be uh, three lithium stocks on, on the NASDAQ. Mm. There are so many ESG funds uh, in New York that will 
need uh, to be uh, buying our stock as part of the index. Uh, so I think that's going to be for our shareholders a very, very robust share price uh, going forward. I think it also shows to the Australian fund managers that sort of ignored our stock for a while uh, that they can actually see now that uh, being permitted is number one priority in Europe. And for us to have those mining permits and for us to have mined already, uh, it's a huge advantage for us going forward. And uh, our relationship with all levels of government in Austria is absolutely fantastic and they really want to push ahead uh, with this mine and hopefully down the track they'll get all the benefits uh, of downstream processing, mainly the hydroxide plant. And as I said before, they really want to close the loop and have some sort of recycling batteries uh, plant based in that part of Austria. Yeah, and as I mentioned earlier, the EU is deadly serious on all that. Uh, so there we go, folks. A um, European lithium may company very much in the re-rating groove as the market digests this uh, deal that's done to uh, take the Austrian project onto the NASDAQ, uh, a deeper market to finance the eventual development and exciting time in the lithium space. So, Tony, with that, thanks for your time today. Good luck with it all. We'll be watching with interest. Thanks, Barry. Thanks, Barry.